Do you listen to all the experts on podcasts and think, no wonder they're experts. They're awesome. They're smart. They're... Stop right there. You're awesome. You have a story to tell, and there really is no one like you. Fellow normal humans, Dahlia Ramahi and Jordan Dreyer share what they've learned in hopes of inspiring you to find your unique voice. This is the Blooming Voices Podcast. Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. Now let's get to it. Hi guys, I'm Jordan Dreyer. And I'm Dahlia Ramahi. Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Blooming Voices. We're so excited that you're here today. Please like and subscribe and rate on any of the services you listen to. And throughout this podcast, we we just started riffing. So here's a quick introduction to what we got into. (laughs) Exactly. We're talking about languages today, the meaning of words, and we just uh, are having fun with it. So we hope that you stick around and listen. It was funny listening to you tell Dana to turn the audio down in Arabic. Yeah. Because I have no idea what you're saying, but then like the way you mix, it's just like Spanglish is so funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, we do that all the time. We're so, no- me and Dana are so notorious. My whole family makes fun of us because. Oh, nobody for example, else? Um, no, for the most part, other than my cousins, I see, like, I don't really have cousins my age. Uh-huh. I say I have an old family. So, like. There's a lot of older generations. And then me and Dana came along and I had like only one cousin or two cousins, no, two cousins, three cousins, sorry, my age. Yeah. But two were in Jordan, one here in America. So I was close to her growing up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the next generation of cousins are like 15 years younger than me. That's why I say we're an old family. Yeah. Because we're not all around the same age. So me and Dana came here when we were very young, like three, four years old. And my brothers all spoke Arabic really well, but, you know, coming here and we had a non-Arab nanny with us back when we were living in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. So she spoke English with us. My parents and my family spoke Arabic and we came to America and we weren't able to speak either, (laughs) except we had our own mixed language. And so it kind of always just stayed with us till this day. (laughs) I wonder if it's twin related anyway, because like a lot of twins have their own language growing up. And like our mom said that we totally did. And like, cause she would hear the same words over and over. And she's like, there was an actual grammar structure to it and everything. So yeah. maybe, maybe that was part of yours. Oh, definitely. And we also had a code that we developed. Not, it wasn't like meant to necessarily be a secret code, but like we shortened words and we created new words to talk about things. And so it just <laughs> became habit. You know what I'm saying? Like what kind of new words? Like silly things. Well, it's not even really new words. Um, I'm talking about like, you know, take a word, a random word in another language and give it a different meaning to suit our purposes. That's so funny because me and Kendall do this. We we take usually names of things like what's an example? Avocado. And we just make up a new word. We say lava lotto. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, we do that for fun to uh, like, for example, what is the word? I'm drawing a blank because obviously we're recording it. Dana always says this word. Ah. <laughs> oh, for example, we just so get so because uh, you know all you ever hear is Amazon, 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 uh-huh. right? And so Dana decided to take the word amazing and Amazon come out to Amazon. So, but my point is, it's such a silly little thing. It's oh, funny, we call, but to we, us, we call it Amazon. <laughs> Yeah, see what I'm saying? Like you take a word, but to us it makes sense. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, for example, like when it's just us, but we have to be careful because sometimes we forget ourselves and can say this in front of other people and they're going to be like, what the F are you talking about? <laughs> like uh, there was a, a period of time where my uh, 
what do you call it? Dana always said bros instead of brows. Oh. So now when we're talking to each other, I'm like, oh, got to get my bros. And then she's <laughs> like, oh, so when we say that, like, we, so it's not like, you know, just taking different words, but it means something to us. And yeah. we just have fun with it. Like, we do it to this day. I mean, so. may, maybe other people do that. It's like inside joke stuff. But I just think it's funny that you have this similarity that like me and yeah. my sister do. Because like other, like Kroger, the, the grocery store, we'll call it the crow. The crow. Yeah. And like, I don't know, other grocery stores. Oh my God. We do that same, the same thing because, um, uh, for so for we used to, like we love going to Wegmans, uh-huh. but we decided what would Wegmans sound like if we Arabified it, and so we started calling it Wegmans. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something it. silly, you know what I mean? <laughs> but even with our language, we do speak a lot of Arabic and English, and I'll give you a quick example. Uh, for example, the Arabic word for hamma, uh, uh, bathroom is hammam. Oh yeah, okay. it's like a big. I I had I know that from Headspace because. It's like a big pool where people can go relax at too, right? Exactly. And then the Turkish baths, the yeah. public, they're also called hammamat. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So like it could be like a spring or whatever. But so we, <clears throat> we say that for a bathroom. A hammam is a bathroom in Arabic. Now, there's a word for showering and bathing, but I don't know it. Like I don't use that word. Oh. So I make the word hammam into a verb. <laughs> and so if I say, oh, I'm going to go shower in Arabic, I say, I'm going to go hammaming. Uh-huh. And so this drives everyone crazy. Like, hammaming, first of all, is not a word in Arabic. <laughs> and you can't say, I'm going, ba-. it's like saying, I'm going bathrooming. Uh-huh. You don't say that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that's how, and so now people that know me know exactly what I mean when I say hammaming. You well, know, just this, things like that. This is how languages evolve. Like, because, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> adulting was never a verb probably before the 21st century. Yeah, exactly. And, like, this is how languages evolve. Because yes. I guess I've, I've, I know there's a list somewhere like words that were originally nouns and now we use them as verbs. Contact is one of them. And because it used to always just be like, get in contact, my contacts. But now it's like, I'm going to contact you. Oh, and, yeah. And now like friend is become like, I'm going to friend you. Like, yeah. stuff like that. Or unfriend you. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, so, yeah, exactly. So then, you know what? Me and Dana and people like us were ahead of our times because we're not just verbifying a word, but we're using a different language to do it. Yeah. Boom. I think about that too. <laughs> like, from all of my, my English tutoring students that I've had all around the world, when I think about how, what it's like for, let's say, like a German and a Singaporean person to talk to each other. Well, okay, Singapore, their native is English, uh, like German and Chinese. For two people who they didn't grow up with English originally, I mean, they mm. learned it in school. When they speak in English to each other, it makes me amazed in a way to think what kinds of new words are going to come from that. Something between German and Chinese that that it, it like has an English base, but it also like it, it's, it was created to help, you know, whatever in business. Suit their needs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, think about like in Japan. I was actually, I was really like shocked, not shocked, but like, like interested, you know, like I love Mm -hmm. learning new things, but like, um, for example, you know, people think that it might be based in accent. And I forgot the example that the Japanese speaker used. I think they said something like the word hamburger Uh because I, I, and you know, if there's anyone Japanese out there listening and I'm wrong, please feel free to correct me. But if what I remember this Japanese speaker said was that, for example, the word hamburger, you know, Japanese people use it, but they say hamburger or something like mm-hmm. that. I think it's, but yeah. it's not because of an accent. They have taken that word and changed it and made it a part of their Japanese. 
Do you well, know yeah, what I mean? they took the English and they made it Japanese because it wasn't a word in Jap- in Japanese before, yeah. so they took it and made it so so. Which we that's do with like another every language example. in English, exactly. And, also, um, or like because like I because in when I was in France, like they like love their language and they have a whole industry. Or, I mean, um, like ministry in the government to controlling mm-hmm. the language, which is kind of funny. But like so. They're very against English coming in, but yet people do it. And so, like, because, like, my Spanish friend that was there, the Spanish teacher while I was there, she was like, there's more English in France than there is in Spain. Like, because in France, they literally say, le weekend. And, like, in, in Spanish, they'll say, fin de semana, like, the end of the week in actual Spanish, which you could say in French, but they just don't. And so they've taken a lot of English, like, to like on Facebook but they have made it, they, they conjugate it in the French way with the verbs. So I think that's yeah, fine. Exactly. And I'm doing the same thing with <clears throat> Arabic. I'm just conjugating it in English. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's really, languages are fascinating. Um, I'm so glad that we're talking about this because we haven't done something about, like, twins and just, uh, like, learning about, you know, different kinds of speech patterns in, since, like, our early episodes. So I love it. Yeah. Um, also, well, so you know, you know about Swahili, right? Yeah, it's a combination of Arabic, I think. And Bantu, and... which is, an, okay, like, yeah, I guess, right, the major yeah. language of that region at the time. But so, because, like, when I was, I was learning Swahili for a tiny bit when I, before oh, I went cool. to Tanzania in 2018, and it's just cool to see, because, like, the way they count the days, it's like one day, two day, three day, and then Friday has its own special name. And I was like, whoa, this is the Islamic influence. And it was just really cool. Oh, that's really cool. Um, uh, you know, it's funny, I, uh, speaking of Swahili, when I was growing up, I, di- I didn't understand the reference to Swahili in the sense where, you know how people, like, um, you'd used to hear on shows or movies or when people are like, what are you speaking Swahili? As if it was something that nobody understood. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when I was when I was little, I'm like, so is this like a made-up language or whatever? Until I realized it was a real language, but the reason why people used it in such a... I feel like it's almost disparaging. is because maybe it was a combination of languages and not a lot of people spoke it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think it's funny that now, when, when um, as an Arab speaker, sometimes someone will come up to me and be like, oh, you speak Swahili too? And I'm like, no. Like what would make you assume I speak Swahili? Because they're like, oh, because you speak Arabic. And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting assumption that people make. You know what I mean? So Yeah, maybe you could get around in it, because I don't know, but, like, I don't think so. I think, because yeah. it, it's created I off know of... I nothing a... about Swahili. I don't even know how it sounds like. Well, so is there, you know, you know... know anything about. Well, you know how, like, we have, like, ancient English and Middle English and stuff. Like, is there a Middle and Ancient Arabic? Um... Yeah, I mean, it's like old Arabic. And, I mean, because I think Swahili but, but would the, be based the, off of that, so it might make it harder. But you probably still recognize well, words. No, well, I guess, see, I'm not like a, what do you call it, professional, like a linguist in Arabic, you know? But yeah. I do know that Arabic is, has evolved over the centuries. So, you know, the way people used to speak it isn't the same way as now. And there are a lot of words that used to mean one thing a long time ago and now we use it in a completely different context today yeah one of my different than english or no yeah one of my there's a list of that uh of i found online but like one of my favorite ones is dwelling the word dwelling because apparently it used to have like a really bad like scary meaning and now today it's just a house oh that's interesting 
Wait, okay. So, okay. Okay, so I like this. I like this. Yeah. Because <laughs> now my imagination is like, like my mind is firing up so much. <laughs> but, um, okay, so this is very, because you just reminded me of something I remember my history teacher saying back when I was in, was it junior high, high school? I can't remember. And she used to say that, um, and this is more in terms of like, uh, you know, Celtic and, and like mm-hmm. ancient times and like even before Christianity uh, to some degree. Uh, but like when we were talking about world history, um, she was telling me that there are a lot of things that were scary or had like a evil meaning or some, like you said, like a bad, I don't know, like a, like yeah. a, like a not nice meaning or, or, or not pleasant, you know? And uh, people didn't like it, so they tried to change it to something that they would like. Um, and I just, uh, I just was remembering that because I remember back then I was like, that is so fascinating, and I'm still fascinated by that concept. Or they can go the opposite, because like I know like the c word today that's like such a bad insult. Apparently, that was just like a normal word for a woman, like a long time ago. So they can oh, go the yeah. opposite too. Or like even the term, for example, queer. But people like, you know, used to use it, like you'd see it in books and old movies and stuff because it would just mean strange. Yeah. But um, now people have empowered, or then, or then, and then it became a negative connotation in returns in ter- for gay yeah. people. And then, um, uh, and then gay people have empowered themselves with that term and turned it into something else. You know what I mean? So it's really interesting the way words can change well so the word gay also (laughs) oh yeah exactly so i mean it's it's really cool how we can take words and change them and you know what this is like a basic reminder of that at the end of the day there is no like not no point but we don't need to be attached to specific words i i mean and i don't get me wrong words have power words have meaning that's not what i'm saying but just like we evolve so do words and so if a, if you used to use a word back in your day or it's it was an okay word now but now it's taken on another meaning you know doubling down and continuing use of that word doesn't make you like some kind of hero or some kind of rebel yeah. you know because if you're not evolving with the times you're going to get left behind and all that's going to make a person do is stay angry and i'm talking up and what i'm referring to now are the hateful terms that people use but that didn't maybe weren't used in that way a long time ago well this is not i mean so it's a word rainbow but it, the it's more the symbol like cuz i i was once on facebook and somebody was talking about their kindergartners and and like they had done a lesson on like accepting everybody and gay people blah 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 and like the, one of the i guess one of her relatives commenting was like it's so sad the rainbow used to be a symbol of god's love for us and now and it's like it's it can still be a symbol of god's love but you got to realize it can have other meanings too it's okay and not only that it's in the context that you're using it you know what yeah. i mean yeah like people want want to be outraged over everything you know. know what I mean? But at the same time, that being said, we have to respect when people do feel outraged. Like there's dismissing their feelings to try to double down or protect your own doesn't advance the narrative or the conversation to one where both people feel seen, heard, and understood. <clears throat> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, for example, you know, talk about rainbow. I love rainbows. I've loved them ever since I was, I was a child. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I still have like 
Care Bears in my office <laughs> and unicorns with like rainbow tape and whatever. Yeah. And I'll never forget, I was, uh, I forget where I was. I had a t-shirt on with a rainbow and a unicorn. Dude, nothing about, didn't think twice about it. And then some jerk who I'm not going to say who is someone I just know in passing was like, oh, so what are you trying to make a statement that you support homosexuality? Oh. What? What are you talking about? First of all, you know, I support anyone being however they want. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, if they want to be homosexual, good for them. That's for them to decide. But what do you like? I was so confused. I didn't understand because it came out of nowhere. Yeah. And he was looking at my rainbow t-shirt and I'm just like, like get a life dude you know what i mean (laughs) like seriously like get a life because his thoughts are so consumed with whatever his hate wants him to see that that's he looks at everything through the prism of that yeah like disdain or hate or bigotry whatever you want to call it you know Mm -hmm. so and i'm just like who cares yeah so what i know have you ever seen like lisa frank or something like whatever it's a unicorn with a rainbow (laughs) yeah but like even if i wore it to make a statement who cares? I know. Like, which, I mean, I was just wearing a shirt, but if I, even if I were to wear it to make a statement, like, who cares? But it, it wasn't well, even like the rainbow flag that, you know, you see in gay pride. It was literally like a cartoon unicorn. Do you know what I'm, but he had, but he had to be a jerk about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, like, but when you're, when you're them. trying to make a statement, you do want someone to like talk to you so you can begin to talk to them, but hopefully in a civilized way and be like, oh, why are you wearing red today? Oh, well, exactly. I'm wearing red to raise awareness of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but like, but the thing is, you know, again, context is everything, right? Yeah. So if you just see someone wearing red, unless they're the kind of person that only ever wears black or one color, mm-hmm. it's really not that weird to see someone wearing a red shirt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if a person, I don't know, I hope I'm making my point with with the, where I'm trying to go is that people see hate. If they want to see hate, other people make meaning, you know, they create meanings with whatever they want. So that's why I say, you know, we need to be mindful of our words, but know that as you know, we evolve, words evolve too. So what you thought was okay to say at one point might not be okay now. And, you know, just leave people alone. Yeah. The same with, um, cause like I, I really like Adam ruins everything. It's a show. I guess it was originally on Comedy Central, but now it's on HBO Max. And uh, but they did an episode on that, like people's talking and how it's all like there's grammatical structure to it and everything. Because they, I mean, they talked about ebonics and, and like there's because people a bit like the grammar Nazis that come out and they're they're like that's not how you're supposed to say blah blah. blah. Like I guess some people say his self instead of himself, which is the grammatically correct one. But if when when you think of like myself, yourself, herself, their self, it would make sense to say his self, not him. But like for some reason, English doesn't do that. But so like they were talking about sometimes in other dialects of English, the thing makes more sense. Yeah. And like, it's OK. It's fine. And like, it's not because, yeah, like I used to be, I don't know, really strict and stuff like and. That kind of thing, too, until I learn more about the world and, and be like, no, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and it's, and you know, speech is always regional. Yeah. And it's, um, 
if you if you and a bunch of people grow up, you know, like we talked about, like if you said the German and the Chinese person who learn to speak English with each other and they speak different languages, they're going to develop their own speech patterns with each other. Whether yeah. it's right or wrong, it doesn't matter because that's what works for them. You know, regional dialects are the same way. You know, you can have an official form of a language and people can still speak slang, speak in their own dialects. Arabic is the same way, too. Yeah, or like, you know, like in the South, where it's instead of like, I get it, it's like, I gets it. Like, there, as long as, because language is all about being understood. So as long as you're being yeah. understood, that's all that matters. Yeah, or like Although, people say y'all. I mean, like, my, because, like, we, we have this tendency, because, like, a lot of my students, they're, like, happy when I correct them, because they're, if, if, especially if they already live in America, because they're, like, nobody ever corrects me, and I'm, like, well, it's a politeness thing, I don't know, like, we just have this politeness thing where we don't, as long as we're understanding what the person's saying, even if they're using the wrong grammar, we, like, make the switch in our head, and we, we're just polite about it. I think they exactly. do that in other languages, too, and so sometimes people want to be corrected if they're learning a language. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, in most speech, it's just, I can understand you. There's no need for me to be a jackass about it and say, you said this wrong, you said this wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or it's like, oh, they use the past tense, but I know they meant present. Like, you make the switch. If you're a native speaker, you make the switch automatically. Oh, my God. And you see this all the time on social media. And I cringe when I see that because someone will make a post and maybe they had a typo. I do typos all the time. And I get so excited that sometimes I don't catch every typo. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've seen it in our messages. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, you know, you'll have that one person comment that, oh, it's supposed to be this, not this. And it's just like, let it go. You know, like, let it go. <laughs> I mean, especially if there's like 100 other people making the same comment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know that like, it is really hard. That's so that's hard because like when it comes to written English, I become more I get annoyed at people using the wrong there. I'm like, you friggin learned it. And I don't know how many years I spent learning it in elementary school. You probably reviewed it as much as I did. And how can you still be or people that don't know how to use apostrophes and they they just make everything plural with an apostrophe S. And it's like you don't need that apostrophe. But yeah, like, but, but, but I, I, like, I get it because um, a little that. I, I mean, I can get that annoyance, but like, and I want to turn this back on you for a second. Like, why does it, why does it bug you so much? Like that person will learn English in the way that they need to learn English. And, you know, if, why let it bug you? Do you know what I mean? But you don't control Because it can change the, the meaning of a sentence at that point. That's why. Yeah, but, but okay, here's the thing. So if there is, if the person uses a term or a, a punctuation mark or spells a word incorrectly, right? And mm -hmm. um, you see that, like, five other people corrected that person. Would you still get annoyed? No, not if, if five other people already did. What if one other person corrected that person? And the person I think didn't also it depends on who or update it or something. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I don't know. I tend to I tend I tend to get more mad at my relatives whenever I see it's them that spelled it wrong. I'm like, how can you how can you how can you write that? I know you better than that. Like, I well, don't know. you know, the reason why I say this and, and this is like not specifically directed to you at all, because I see this all the time, especially online. We want to correct everybody else, but we don't understand the dynamics of our own country, of our own English-speaking citizens. And when I remember, like, my uh, one of my public relations professors in my master's program, 
um, it was it was like a writing class, and I wanted to improve my writing. I don't think that sometimes grammatically I can be the best writer at times. I try, and I learn every day, you know what I mean? But that said, she gave me the statistic that blew my mind. She's like, uh, I forgot the exact percentage, and I can Google that, and we can put it in our takeaways for the podcast. But she told me like more than half the country, uh, for example, doesn't read past an eighth grade level. Uh, wow. And I know it's a sad statistic. It's a sad, and we're not talking about non-white people, guys. Uh-huh. I'm not talking about people you think are ethnic or different than you. I'm talking about all Americans, and that includes native-born Americans. Yeah. They can't read or comprehend past the fifth grade level. So, I mean, imagine eighth grade and fifth grade. That's where that term, are you smarter than a fifth grader, comes from. And I was shocked. I'm like, really? I thought that was just a gimmick for laughs. But no, it's a real thing. And you have people graduating high school, go to college, you know, but even they struggle for basic reading and comprehension. And I just found that a really sad statistic. I know, and it says a lot about why... nations in the world. No, it says a lot about why we have the politics that we do. And, and like, because people, ca- people can't research. They can't check their sources. And no. they can't do critical thinking. Because uh, this is me getting political here, but our system is designed to dumb us down. And if you've ever watched the movie Idiocracy, our country is headed for the ultimate idiocracy because we are dumbing down people through substandard education and we are encouraging them not to have critical thinking. I always That's remember. Why so many yeah. people follow the whole Trump big lie. And if you are one of those people and you're listening to us, I wish you well because you... You, you fell in it. You fell into that trap, and that's on you. Yeah, I definitely Allowed remember to know better. my English teacher from middle school talking about that all the time, the dumbing down, because that was around the no child left behind thing that really changed curriculums Bush, and really, yeah. like, yeah, did a lot of dumbing down. and and. Well, think about it. It's not no child left behind. It's no child goes ahead. You know what I mean? Really? So yeah. that's basically what they wanted to do, and they just deceived all of us into thinking that they were doing something good for the country yeah meanwhile like the political elite can send their kids to schools where they get proper schooling so that they can ruin the country run the country and yeah it's all about at the end of the day power you know Uh, uh, unfortunately we are at a time where power is more important to a small group of people than empowering a whole nation yeah so (laughs) <laughs> anyway, wow, this took a really interesting turn. I, I love know. It. I love it. Thanks, guys. This is this is what we do here on the episode on the podcast. Sometimes, yeah, we just, just riffing shoot and let it go. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know we were going to talk about language today. Me either. We just like today we didn't have really an agenda, so we're like we're going to start talking. This, this I I think I think because I <laughs> we we hadn't started recording, but this all started because I heard Dahlia uh, the other day talking to her sister to turn the TV down, and she used like a mix of English and Arabic, and I just thought it was so funny because just like <laughs> yeah. this, like I hear so much Spanglish around me in LA that I've never heard Arabicglish before. Yeah. I don't even know what the term would be. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> but so thank you for listening, and I hope you had fun. <laughs> Yeah, just listening to us riff about this. <laughs> yeah, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and email and the website bloomingvoices.com. Thank you, guys. We love to hear from you, so email us, message us, reach out. Thanks, guys. That's our show. Didn't get enough of the twins? Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information and let us know what you thought of the episode. 
Twitter, Instagram, email, we've got the works. We'll see you next Wednesday. 